My name's Casey Must. I'm the owner and founder of Citizen Yoga in Detroit and Cleveland. And you are listening to After Class. After Class is our podcast where we share stories of our teachers, uh, new teaching techniques, philosophy, all in effort to uplift the greater community and spread the message of uh, the importance around mental health. Today you're listening to um, our section on our teacher is called Heart of the Room. And we have um, a teacher with us that has a giant heart. So we should call her the giant heart of the room, uh, Lauren Ladani. Thanks, Case. You're welcome. Uh, so nice to have you. It's great to be here. I'm stoked. Uh, Lauren and I have known each other since... Since the Royal Oak Studio opened. Day one. Day one. Day one. Yeah, man. And Lauren was one of our original founders, uh, which means like she basically lived at Citizen Yoga since the first day. The beginning of time. <laughs> I uh, signed up to be a founder at Citizen before the doors were even officially open. Oh, I had a few of those. Yeah, man. That, those were like the... The real truths. Yeah, the real truths. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you, how did you find Citizen? Uh, through Anne Fancy. Okay. Um, so and you guys have heard Anne Fancy. She was... Um, I don't remember what her episode was called, but she was recently on our Heart of the Room section, and she's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, was taking some of Anne's classes at a different yoga studio, and um, when she had mentioned that she was leaving, uh, you know, I, I wasn't, when I first started doing yoga, I started it um, kind of like, I almost felt like it was something I was forced into, and uh -huh. I never thought that I would like it. And uh, it was actually one of Anne's classes that changed my mind. So when she said she was leaving, um, a few of us inquired further about uh -huh. that and uh, kind of checked out Citizen because that's where she was going to be. And it was exactly the right move. What changed your mind? Her multiple chair poses? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Her... If it was based on Utkatasana, I don't know if I'd ever have practiced yoga again. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, it was uh, it was her message. Awesome. It was that I felt like she was speaking to me, even though she was speaking to a room full of people. Which and I feel like we all try to do. I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that was something that was really important to me because, uh, and, and now as a teacher, it's something that is probably my number one priority is to make sure that um, something is being said that matters and that uh, will resonate with some of the people in the room. Awesome. So what's, I ask this question every time we start, what, what's your personal mission? Yeah. Uh, I think my personal mission is, you know, I, I, I like hashtag begin again, right? It's, it's just, <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, it's really, really important to me to use my story, my real story, my truth to inspire other people to do the same thing. Mm. I just, um, you know, everyone's got a past and, uh, everyone has a future, right? So, uh, feeling like you can live both things and the past isn't you and your future isn't you, right? You get to decide what your story is um, and letting people know honestly um, and allowing them to, you know, be inspirational to themselves and to the people in their lives is, is the, the most important thing for me. And I think that's kind of why I'm here. I, I think that the power of perspective that we are in charge of our life for me also was a very changing moment. I don't think it's often taught that we're in charge of our life and that uh, there isn't this like pre-planned destiny or the past is this 
you know, sort of weight that you must bear, even though it is some days and you sort of have to surrender to the weight of the past and, but still have the optimistic view of the future and realize that the self-empowerment is in the present. Those three pieces have to start to work together in order to come into a healing space. And hundred percent. And I think it's really heavy, um, to, to recognize that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the moment that you do, it's, it's, it's a life altering place to be. Cause mm-hmm. if you, the, once you really understand that you can change your story, you will. I just, I recently heard the quote that said, um, everyone has two lives and the second one begins when you realize you only have one. Oh, I love that. Oh, hello. Thank you. I you can't this. drop this mic. But if oh, I could, mic drop. If I could drop the mic, that would be throw it. Throw right? it off this little thing. I, I would have done it. Should we end the podcast now? And good night. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, when you have this really strong personal mission, how does that look? How do you live that in action? How do you live that in your mind? How do you live that in your intellect? moment to moment? Okay. Moment to moment, because. Uh, you know, we're human and um, some days it's easier than others, of course, right? It all yeah. de- It's external circumstances as much as we'd like to pretend don't matter, absolutely do. And um, so I just try to like be as honest with myself as often as I possibly can. Because, and I talk about this a lot in class, uh, probably ad nauseum, but people seem to come back, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but like, Whatever you tell yourself over and over again becomes your truth. So if you keep saying the same story, then that's what you believe. Um, So are you being honest? Are you looking inside as often as you can? Are you being rigorously honest? I really like that word rigor because it implies effort, right? It implies that it takes work. And work is not a four-letter word. Like, it's not a curse word. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I love that word. Work, work is, is not, not a, a four-letter word. It's like not a curse word. Damn it. Ew. Right? Hashtag Lauren Ladani, guys. Get to know me. Um, That's great. Yeah. Just like it means that you have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I mean, I've never viewed... I think actually... I think work has two different lives. Actually, let's go back to your two lives, right? Work in a life where you're misaligned feels mm-hmm. like work. Mm-hmm. And work, when you find alignment in a mission, feels like rest, and of the mind and and though they're hard things and the thing in the experiences that we have still you know whether that's teaching or managing or you know working outside of citizen there's uh it's the alignment that puts your canoe like in the right direction mm-hmm. you know and and i i've seen that in you and we'll talk about you know your your journey to where you are now but yeah. i've seen that in you that you know you you have effervescent energy and it, it's not a secret that um, effervescent energy comes from alignment and service-oriented mindset. Yeah. Without, without that, you're always bogged down by, you know, what am I getting from this? The right one you think, what am I getting from this? You immediately put yourself back. It's exhausting because you're thinking about the future. You're not thinking about begin again. You're, you're thinking about something that's beyond your control. That's well said, yeah. So I think that that's really... It's very important for all of us to realize because I, I like that idea that you're not you're not working on yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you're transforming yourself through knowledge, information, people. 
I know people have played a really big part of your life. Absolutely. Um, how, how do you, who you're surrounding yourself with now? Mm-hmm. Um, who, why? What, what are those people? What do people embody who you decide to become close with? Yeah, that's really excellent. Um, it's something that I've been thinking about so much lately just because it's I've had such a like transformative period in my life and I feel like I'm not old but it came um at what you know tradition or you know parents would say is later in life right mid 30s sure. for most people is 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 old right so um not for us not, <laughs> we're amazing we we'll might start <laughs> cursing this soon right um but like I was um I was surrounding myself for a very long time with certain individuals who were consuming. What does that um, mean? Consuming energetically, right? Like that required my my constant, not just attention, but like um, I had to give them all of my energy all the time and make sure that they felt okay. Mm. Uh, and it's like, you know, it starts with family, right? Uh, yeah. It starts with, it absolutely started with my family. Um, and then just translated to my relationship. Um, and uh, I felt... And, you know, some of it is self-imposed, but a lot of it was act, the actual partner that I was with. I felt um, that I wasn't able to have a life outside that partnership. Mm. And so, you know, and, and it was a necessary thing in my life. And I was very blinded uh, forever. But um, once you start to free yourself um, or stop living within your own imposed boundary, right? I had decided that I couldn't live right. outside that line. Nobody else told me I couldn't. That was a decision that I thought existed in my life. I had to stay inside these lines. Um, and then, you know, the universe starts to let you know that's not correct. And you, me, I ignored all the signs forever until they were not ignorable anymore. Yeah, it's not a word. I like um, it. Thank you. I think that there's this thing, I think a boundary, when we talk about boundary, particularly from a philosophical perspective, it's sort of like the I know that you can only know so much. And the moment your mind makes up that you know what's best, that you know that this is what you want, the the boundary of your life is this sh- sort of sure perspective that this is what is. And when you don't have the curiosity at all, then the I know becomes like a fence around your self-imposed house and, you know, your family and the known parts of your family, the known parts of your friends. And the spiritual journey is, I like to think of it like you've sewn two two pieces of fabric together and you're using, I don't know what that tool is. I should figure out what that tool is. You know, like you can undo a stitch. To rip the stitching out? Hold on, I have to undo my headphones so I can hear. What is it? A, sea, a seam ripper. ripper, a seam ripper. Oh my God. Thank you, Aya. Thank you, Aya. It's a seam ripper. So I think of that like, it's not even like you're pulling everything out. It's like you're taking, you're picking each thread and you're pulling it apart so that you then can. It's a great analogy. My, my, I, my um, theme this year is thinking of each person in my life as a piece of cloth and then re-sewing them back together with a healing thread. That was my theme. This was my New Year's intention. And you can't do that unless you sort of rip them all apart at some point and then rediscover how they fit into your life. And I think you've done a beautiful job of surrounding yourself with people who uplift you. 
I, I hope so. I, I like to do that. And I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, I have oh, one of my favorite things about Citizen um, and working at Citizen is like, I get to have really great conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of my day yeah. is having great conversations with people. Mind you, um, you know, chatter is nice as well, right? Sometimes you need a little banter. You need a like, how are you? How are things kind of stuff. I but like how you just became a robot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, that was so weird. You like went from talking to like, now you have a different voice. How are you? <laughs> oh, so weird. <clears throat> but like I've been talking to people about how... Um, Something about me has changed, right? Because I've um, kind of done some some digging and some self-inquiry stuff. And so what I'm, like, putting out now is is this different kind of me, this, like, really honest, uh, kind of lighter. Um, and so that seems to be what I'm attracting now, obviously, right? We talk about totally. it all the time, but it's not just words. It's not just, like, hashtags on the gram, right? These are actually things that are real. So the people that I've brought into my life lately have come into my life because I'm putting that out as well, right? I am definitely happier that I've been in in a very long time. Um, I feel ready to do work personally. And I'm also looking for people who are on that same level now, and there they are. Mm -hmm. They've been there the whole time. Yeah, it's undoing that I know who I am to, okay, maybe there's another who I am, you yeah, know, like yeah. that different I am piece. So what values, um, I'm obsessed with values, clearly. I love it. It's just like a constant theme because I really am truly, through my own self-transformation, I have learned that you can't transform behaviors, you transform values. If I focus on my behaviors, then I'm I'm not changing myself. I'm actually micromanaging my, myself to a point of re repression. Mm, that's good. That if I get to a value transformation, then I'm actually changing myself. You're going to the stem of the problem. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we need gardening tools now. <laughs> we don't need to seam rippers now. We need God, hose, We do so many things. Hose and shovels. Uh, come on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, great. We have, we have a whole group here that they, we have all of our resources for all the words we need. A garden dictionary. We have a seamstress, seamstress dictionary. <laughs> okay. So what, um, if maybe just list out one or two values that some of the people around you embody. Yeah. Uh, I think the first one for sure is honesty. Mm. It's been, it's been uh, a really important thing. Uh, I mean, always of course, but um, it's something that I can't live without. Um, I just, I need that rigorous honesty in my mm -hmm. life. And I try to do that in my classes as well. And it is, uh, you know, some people can, can stomach it more easily than others and it comes and goes. Right. Mm. So I would say honesty for sure. Also like as far as yoga teaching goes in my classes, I, I like to keep a lightness around me. Um, mm. you know, the asana part is, is, is transformative, but also like if we start to take ourselves a little bit too seriously, it, uh, it, it might interfere with a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like to keep things light, true, mm -hmm. but light. Yeah. So when you weren't, maybe this is too deep of a question. Well, I might, we'll see. Just go there. Okay. If you, when you weren't living honestly, what did your life look like? Um, it looked chaotic. Okay. Um, it was, um, I was really worried about what other people thought all the time. 
and I was really worried about making sure that everyone else was having a good time. So I mm. guess it was really uh, like I was almost like a clown trying to mm. like always entertain and um, you know whatever. I just wanted to make sure everybody else was having fun, everybody else felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody left being entertained and comfortable, and I was uh, not. Yeah. And I think that that's, there are always times that we have, I have lived, maybe not in my truth in the same way. Um, but I try to think back to, like, specific stories. Uh, I'll try to think of one for myself. I always say I can't talk about you, but I can talk about myself. Mm-hmm. Um I think that whenever I've made, maybe this is maybe out of integrity, but I also feel like it's not being honest with my alignment. There's only a few times that I've ever made a decision prioritizing like finances of the company. And any time I've made a decision, which has been really few and far between, but it, it has always been a failed decision. So that was really interesting. Hmm. Like if I'm like, oh, we should run this thing. And then, you know, okay, we'll be hitting our goals. Anytime I've ever made a decision about Citizen that way, uh, it has always flopped, like really hardcore. And, um, and then I think back, okay, that was misaligned. That's all. And so whenever we talk about, let's just say from a business perspective, sales, I'll always say, like, don't talk to me about our sales numbers. If something's going wrong, let's talk about our values. Let's talk about where our culture has weakened. Let's talk about where we're misaligned, not what are our sales numbers. And so that to me is like a good gauge of a story personally from a business perspective, maybe not a personal perspective, where I wasn't as honest with my action. So I don't know if you have a story oh, about, yeah. you know, where where in your life were you living maybe dishonestly and what were the repercussions of that? And then how have you transformed that? Because that's clear that you have gone through also a transformation Absolutely. from that space. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many, um, so some superficial, some not, but like specifically, you know, um, wanting to please my partner um, and making sure that this person uh, didn't like, you know, just always feeling like I needed to make sure that 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 someone else came before me, right? I was teaching middle school. I taught middle school for a really long time. And um, we were both at the same school and always feeling like, um, so this is going to be very specific, but I'm just No, gonna, no, no. I was, but I also, when I was like, oh my God, I'm going to say something that I did dishonestly on a podcast, yeah. like I got scared too. So you can get scared too yeah. a little bit. And that's kind of the point of honesty, right? Like right. it's not supposed to be freaking easy. Yeah. Rigor means it's where you have to do it all the time and uh, it becomes easier the more often you do it. So you just knowing that this person that I was with um, always, always, it was very exciting. We always had fun things to do, right? During the week, we'd always go to concerts and dinners and shows and we always knew the new coolest spot and the, the whatever things, right? But I had to teach children at 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. um, and feeling compelled to say yes to going out, knowing I had to be at school and on and working the next day. And then the one or two times having said, listen, I need to stay in and do this other thing and being made to feel guilty. Mm. Well, you said, you can't tell me we're going to do this and then not follow through because then I'll just go with someone else. And then I was like, well, no, no, I'm I'm going to do this thing. Right. 
And so the dishonesty was like in agreeing to do a thing I didn't want to do right. to make sure the other person uh, felt happy and cared for and entertained. But also that you didn't lose that relationship, which is also, I think, the seed of sacrifice of self. The ultimate dishonesty. Yeah. The ultimate dishonesty. Yeah. So, and doing it often and then... Um, you know, making bad choices because I now I'm out and I have to do the thing I have to do with this person. So he's having fun. And so here I am, the clown, making sure he's having fun, doing something I don't want to do. Uh, and then the next day feeling like absolute crap. Yeah. And then having to be, having to f- fake it, really, yeah. you know, for an entire day of work and realizing that I was now doing my students a disservice. Right. Right? That doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's... And, you know, I think that that um, as we spiritually evolve ourselves and we get clearer in what our mission is, uh, sort of the straying from our values feels so much more blatant. Whereas when everything is muddled and you're surrounding yourself with people that don't reflect those values, it feels like, oh, this is the right thing. You know, you can be convinced all the time that you're doing the right thing if you surround yourself with the right people. You can be convinced that, you know... I don't know, drinking at night or whatever it is, is the right thing because the priority is fun in life and not your obligations. I I totally get that space because I think we've all in some way, shape or form have sacrificed the, our own integrity for another person or the expectations of another person, maybe not the person themselves, but the expectations placed on us. Ultimately, you have to ask yourself the hard questions. Yeah. Right. Cause like I can, I can, what did you ask yourself? Is this what you want to do and is this serving you? Okay. Right? Is this really what you want to be doing right now and is this serving you? Mm-hmm. Right? Because there is a balance, right? Yep. Uh, the, the other meaningful tattoo that I have, right? I'm not saying go get tattoos, but also, <laughs> um, you know, these are things that put me in check. Yeah. Because uh, I can say it doesn't, it's not really that big a deal as much as I want, but is it? Right. Right? So you have to just, those questions are not easy. That's the work. That's the rigor. Mm. So when we talk about honesty, um, something that I think you do particularly well, um, probably more than most, I call it the great and big and giant F word. Yeah, man. <laughs> the F word. The F word. Mm-hmm. I love. I love the F word. I do too. Um, oh, I like we're not a lot talking of about. <laughs> we're not talking about the F word. I like that one too. Okay, but from a yoga teacher perspective, mm-hmm. when we talk about honesty, we're talking about feedback feedback i think we should say it in a different feedback like it's ominous yeah feedback Feedback. the biggest and most feared thing in all of our lives whether that you're a yoga teacher or you're going in for a performance review Mm. um if you're an athlete though i think athletes um very interestingly see feedback differently uh at times but i would love to talk to you about your relationship with this f word yeah man uh, I think that it's probably one of the relationships that mm. took me the longest to cultivate. Mm-hmm. So when you, when we talk about feedback, uh, what were you afraid of or what do you think people are most afraid of when they're given feedback? That's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure when people tell me I ask a great question that it's like, God, that was too hard. Don't ask me that question. No, I think when I, okay. what I mean by that is like, that's a necessary okay. question to okay, answer. Good, good. Yeah, man. Um, cause feedback, like nobody giving and receiving are two 
different things, right? Right. Both really equally important to analyze. Yes. For the record. But we're talking about receiving right Receiving. Now. Yeah, absolutely. So nobody likes to hear that they're not perfect, even though we know we're not perfect. <sighs> I know. It's so hard. Right? Yeah. Nobody likes to hear they're not perfect. It's so funny too, because I'll have come out of a, a class or something, right? Whatever it is that I just finished doing, knowing that it probably wasn't m- m- the best I've ever done. Uh, and then if someone says something negative about it, I'm like, screw you, man. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I just recognized myself that there were things I could have done better. And right. just because you're voicing that aloud, now I like am taking it personally. Right. It's a whole we'll like taking things that. personally that we need to like get past. And it's this, you know, being honest with yourself thing. It all stems from this same conversation. I think that something that I've seen is we're afraid. I I think we're afraid of not being perfect. We're afraid of not being good enough in our job role. And I think particularly when we're teaching yoga, because it's such, it's like telling a painter that their art is ugly Mm. or like you don't relate to it. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, I think yoga teachers and especially citizen yoga teachers one of the things that we pride ourselves on is we try to be authentically ourselves. So when somebody has feedback about your authentic expression, there's a difference. There's two splits. There's objective and there's subjective feedback. So Mm -hmm. objective feedback are like the technical aspects of a class. And then there's the subjective feedback of maybe somebody isn't good at giving feedback because they're talking more personally about you. That's true. And as a uh, at your craft, we have two different pieces. Yeah. Like how do you receive feedback? But then how as a teacher can we, be more refined in what we offer. But I, I can feel that. It's like uh, when you're receiving feedback, I like to think of it like I'm putting on the armor of my higher self. Like you don't have to take the like punch in the stomach, mm-hmm. even though it might feel like that. But when you have a, the armor of your higher self on, that's like anytime I listen to a customer complaint or you know somebody tells me something that somebody was unhappy, I'm like, okay, put on your higher self armor and it's not about you personally. It's about listening to how I can get better. And that's the higher self armor that I put on it. That's a, good, that's a great know? way to look at it. I, th- I think about it like uh, imagine that I just told myself that feedback. Like Ooh, imagine I, I had discovered technique. it on my own. <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you can, you can like, we all like to think that we are super honest about what we can and cannot do. Sure. Right. Right. So if you put yourself in the mindset of like, I just figured this out on my own, uh-huh. you just receive the information a little bit easier. Right. Also. Uh, I like that technique. That's really nice. Yeah. It works. Um, some kind, kind of. It does. Also, like when you hear it, just uh, brace yourself for the initial sting. Yeah. Because it's going to fade. Yeah. Right? So don't be reactive immediately. Mm-hmm. So like, just like when you get stung by anything, right? The initial sting is like, ah, but then just like, <laughs> I like that. Sit into it for a second. Cause it's going to fade. That's that, that Im- immediate sensation is going to numb out. Mm-hmm. So instinctually you want to react real quick, especially if you feel attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, well, that, thank you. <laughs> oh, well, that was Lauren, Lauren Ladani. There you go, everyone. Write that her, down. Yeah. Her most insightful thought ever. Okay. If you feel like that, don't. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm full of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was uh, your next mic drop. Right on. 
Not uh, as good as the first, though. Yeah, I think that when people, I mean, I obviously give feedback a lot. I also hear feedback a lot. You, most people don't know that, but I'm constantly hearing feedback mm-hmm. about myself <laughs> and uh, a citizen and et cetera. And I think that the first, also another step is to decide the person's intention. Mm-hmm. So not just them telling you their intention, but you have to identify when somebody's talking to you, like, well, what is their intention here? And the next thing is, are you in a learning contract with them? Like, have I made this contract with them to learn with them? Because if I didn't, then, you know, Swamiji used to say, like, if somebody calls you an ass, are you, do you have two, two ears and a tail? And if you don't, you're not an ass. Right. Right? Like that. And I always think of that. Like, okay, am I in a learning contract with this person? And if I'm not, I'll still listen. I want to hear because they might have a perspective. I think of it like I have all these, like, side mirrors, and anybody's feedback is like a different side mirror placed on a different part of my car. Yeah, that's you great. Know? And how do I how do I look at all the parts behind me that I can't see? The out of the I know boundary. You got to get out of that for sure. So it's that's huge. also something like how serious do you take this person's feedback? And if they're in a contract of learning with you or you're in, in that way, why don't you trust that they have your best uh they have the best of intention in mind. That's well said too. I, I actually wrote that down. I wrote be open, but not too open. Mm-hmm. So, and that, you know, taken in this sense, um, of course, not taking it personally, but but also like be aware of like the person who's giving you this feedback, like their credentials, yes, their credibility. That's what I mean, yeah. Right, a little bit. So if you're getting feedback, if you're getting feedback in uh, your place of, expertise from someone who's also an expert in that field, then consider that, right? It's credibility, right? right? Um, And the opposite is also true, right? right? And and, in the recognition that, you know, there is room to learn something from everyone, regardless of what that means, but you can learn something from everyone, right? But also like acknowledge the person offering the feedback as well. Uh, open. Be open. Know that you can learn something from everyone. Asterisk, right? Mm-hmm. What is the credibility? What are the credentials of the person that's offering you? And what is their intention? Mm-hmm. So how do you, when you receive feedback, what is your process of implementing? Because I've seen you, um, I'm trying to remember some of the, I know some of the feedback that I've given you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason we have such a good relationship now, actually. That's I think. true. I really, really believe that. I, I, I agree that you grow together, you yeah. know, when you're willing to grow together. Um, how do you stay optimistic, you know, in your teaching? Because hearing, okay, you have to turn your, okay, I'll give, I, I used to tell Lauren, like, turn your music up in vinyasa, turn your music up in vinyasa. Yeah, turn yeah, she music. did say that. Uh, like, a million times. Um, how do you stay optimistic? Because it can feel very personal. And how do you personally stay optimistic about teaching and growing when people are giving you feedback? Um, I think it, it, it matters that what I'm doing matters to me, mm. right? Um, the thing that I get to do for work is also a thing that I am so passionate, that I'm deeply passionate about as a human. And so it matters to me that what I put forth is is the best that I can put forth. So I always come in uh, thinking like, I wanna do what I do and I wanna do it really well. So that helps to receive information that will help me be better at what I'm doing, Yeah. right? Um, 
and knowing that I'm going into a conversation with someone who is like-minded also really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going in to receive feedback from someone who you don't respect or for whatever thing, you know, uh, you have to, you have to really be prepared mentally before you go into that. Uh, cause that's going to change the game. So knowing that I'm going into a conversation with someone who ultimately wants the best for me, for them and vice versa, it just, it, it, it helps. It just releases any of that stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and just being willing. I find that if I'm fluid like in my energy, like if I'm fluid and I, I'm permeable, that it can just like go through. I know when I do management conversations and maybe somebody's going to say something that's like, well, I didn't like when you did this and I don't like this and this is really frustrating me, that if I just acknowledge, okay, I acknowledge and I say I understand you mm-hmm. and it not, it, it not to dismiss somebody because that's not why I'm doing it but I immediately the conversation becomes person to person versus ego to ego that's really well said you know and that's that to me is the art of managing people is not how much can I put myself away and put my objective hat on I don't always do it very well I, I, I actually remember specifically with one of our teachers I was a little out of integrity in a situation and she called me and she said you know I heard this and I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I was out of integrity. She was like, thank you. Like, you're welcome. I'm sorry. I will not do that again. We're human. We're human. Exactly. We're human. And like, can we love each other because we're human and not hold grudges against each other because we're not these perfect people? Um, No one benefits from grudge. Yeah. But both parties lose. Yeah. So when you, um, can you think of any... I know my, st- I had, um, I've had a few pieces of feedback from my teaching mm. um, that has, have stuck with me. Um, ha- can you think, I'll, I'll share mine, but can you share yours? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll show you mine I'm if happy you to. share yours. Oh my God, totally. <laughs> okay. Um, so can you remember like one piece of feedback that really stuck with you um, over the years and did it change you? Uh, yes. So again, coming from like, so things for me as a yoga teacher and you know I'm do, I'm participating in this uh training the, the yoga teacher training oh, that's yeah. happening right now yep our 200 hour and let me just tell you I am like fully in love fully in love it's just it's so great to be able to to you know I have a group that I'm like mentoring and I feel like I learn just as much as they oh, do. Oh, when it you lead just... training, it's it's you are learning more if more than they oh, are. It's at just times. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So I I'm just like so grateful to be part of that. But like, uh, we talked about this this idea of like giving fee- giving and receiving feedback, right? So, um, uh, for me, figuring out who you are as a yoga teacher, right? what is the most important thing for you and your voice when you're in the room? And it's, for me, was always like being able to say something meaningful and being able to say it true. So did somebody give you feedback that it wasn't? Did somebody? Yes. Uh, Not that it wasn't, but like um, something along the lines of now that you know who you are, it's time for you to turn off who you aren't. Oh, I like that. Kind of a thing. Uh Uh-huh. Right? So like... Uh, I was, I'm always able to speak 
ish fairly well, right? Like I, I can find things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the point of a message right. in yoga yes. class, like, right? Yeah. Uh, like let's talk about s- stuff, stuff, right? Yeah. No. Um, let me read the back of this yoga book and say some big words to you. No, like yeah. that's not the point. Um, I can sound really uh, intuitive and intelligent. Yeah. But any BS artist out there who, those are my people, right? Yeah. I can sniff out BS a mile away. Yeah. And so people that are attracted to my class will also be those. And if I'm not being honest, those people are going to sniff it out. So somebody called you out. Yeah. Cool. And, and it changed you. hundred percent. And it was probably hard to hear. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's always hard to hear, but then the thing you do, right? I would like, so when you get the feedback, sit with it. Don't react. Sometimes silence is the best reaction to feedback. Yeah. Right? Just take it in. And not sharing it with somebody else. No, it's yours. Like, it's yours. Like it's everybody yours. like likes to be like, oh my God, Lauren Lagani so gave me so. this feedback about this class. It's like, now, now it's become gossip. Like nobody was gossiping about you. You were having an in-person conversation with somebody else. And it's then not, the message is completely lost. Yeah. I, I um, The person who gives me the most feedback actually is Adam. That's so great. <laughs> so Adam... Adam, um, Adam's my husband and he, when he comes to class, especially in the beginning, I would say more so because I had a lot riding on citizen. Uh, the first class, real studio class I ever taught was the day I opened citizen yoga. I had been teaching before that, but never in like a studio setting. I was always in like small little pockets or in India or wherever. And Adam was like, you know, you you talk too fast and you talk too much. I was like, What? And he was like, yeah, you just, you know, your classes are so fast and you're just talking so much all the time. And, and I still probably talk a lot because it's like, I always say talking is breathing to me. Like if I'm not talking, I'm not breathing. So, so somebody help me. Uh, you should be worried if I'm quiet. Um, but it, it, it was, it was like a sting. Like, oh, you hate my class. Right. Like that was really hard for me. And, um, and, and it, and then it took me a while to be like, I would count my, my silence in class. Okay. I'm quiet in my head. I'm like, one, (laughs) two, three, four, five. Can I talk now? Okay. Okay. Now lift your arms. (laughs) And so, you know, it took me a long time and I would still say that I definitely err on the side of chatty. Um, But, but it was a hard sting for me because it wasn't another teacher. It was somebody that I cared a lot about and I wanted him to really want to come to class with me. And, um, so I think that we've all had those moments of, oh, that hurt, and now I'm mad at you, mm. and you don't like my class, and that's not what he was saying at all, and he was trying to help, and so I think that we've all had those pieces. Yes. Um, so how do you, how do you, what is your advice to new teachers, or teachers? So there's two different categories. There's teachers who are not new, mm-hmm. who have a lot to learn, mm-hmm. and there are teachers who are new, and are very young in the teaching industry. What's your advice to either of those? Is it the same advice? I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, I think it all stems from the idea that like, ultimately we are students first. Yeah. We are students first. And um, the moment you think you know everything, uh, you miss out, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you can't teach a man something he thinks he already knows, yep. right? Woman, human. I like that. Good um, job. Epictetus. I can't steal it. Okay. Um, but the idea is to, to recognize that we all have so much more to learn. And in that, recognition is freedom. Yeah. 
right? Freedom. It's liberating to remember that we don't have to know everything all the time. And if you really value what you're doing, um, ask questions. Yeah. It's interesting. Be interested in learning more. Be interested in like find someone that you respect, even if it's not your style, right? Find someone who you're like, wow, this person has this thing to offer me. I want them to see uh, what they appreciate or what they think I could do better. Like reach out and ask for feedback. That's the best way to be comfortable with getting it. I like that because I think you do that all the time. I'll take your class and you don't wait for me. You'll say, okay, tell it to me. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. Just like put on your higher self armor. Yep. You know, and like, you know, take a look at it. It is hard. It's not. It's it's never, it never gets hard. We like do, you know, surveys after retreats, which we'll talk about. You know, we do surveys after classes. You know, mind body has. There's so many ways to rate people now, yeah. which people, of course, the negative people are always like the first ones. They're like, Meh. not all, always, but you know. And I think that um, I, have I a, think you have to put on. I have to do it all the time. I have to put on my, you know, higher self armor and remember that I'm here in service, and it's 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 not always easy. And, and as an adult, which is interesting, we always feel like if we don't know, then we are lost. Like, okay, if we don't know, then we're lost in mm-hmm. our life. And that's not true either. Just because you don't know something doesn't mean you don't know where you are. That's re- that's good. You know, and that in feedback is just guideposts. Like I used to explain to people, like when I was an athlete, uh, if I was on the field and my coach was like, go right. I wasn't like, what? <laughs> oh my God, you hate me. Like if I did that, I would be like, the ball would be down the field. And I just understood that like she or he could see the field better than I could in that moment, you know? So that's good. I think that perspective, th- those are, that's important. This also like this whole new thing of like, uh, giving feedback, it's, I don't even really call it feedback, but like ranking. Let's just call it the F word. The F word, right? Yeah. Of like ranking and rating things anonymously on the internet. Oh my God. Or like that stuff. That's not feedback. I know. Can we just make that? Like, that's not feedback. That's not feedback. Um, when you're hidden behind a screen, all of a sudden you're super freaking brave and you think you can like just let your whatever inner crap you haven't worked out go, go right? right? So let's let be clear. I have a rule. That. I have a personal rule. My personal rule is if I don't like a place, I could tell somebody in person. That's the way to do it. And then, or I don't say anything at all. And not because I don't think people should have a right to know, but everybody has their own experience. I agree. And the goal should be to spread positivity. So if I love a place, I am very, very, it's like a rule. I have to rate them. I live in that same realm. You know, like rate them on Google, rate them on Facebook, tell them how much you love them, you know, and just like leave the negativity at your house. 100%. It's your house. Yeah, man. You know? You're probably filled with it anyway. Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry, just kidding. Not all no. the time. Okay. But there, you know, everybody has their own personal experience. Yes. Um, so uh when you're going to Costa Rica, did you like that transition? That was so good. Smooth. Thank you. That was like doing my new one, like that's like half moon to standing splits, which now my new transition is half moon to runner's lunge to standing splits. I've gotten into a new world. Oh my god, case. Yeah, I know. So that was like uh or it's like, you know, the how 
like we all look when we go from like crescent to like knee to chest. Everybody's like wibbling and wobbling everywhere. <laughs> so that was just what I did there. That was so good. Okay, so like let's talk about Costa Rica. Let's we'll, do it. You're going to Costa Rica. I am so excited. You know, we went on a retreat to Yellowstone. Oh my God, one of the best times of my life. So Lauren's nickname, in my opinion, is the Shepherd. I love it. Okay, so if if you could describe why you think I. I call you the shepherd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why do you think that is? Listen, I like to bring people together, yeah. man. I yeah. just want everyone to come together. Yeah. And you do such an excellent job of making, you know, a lot of people come on retreat by themselves, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. Um, Same. And Lauren will do the job of, you know, tying up all those ends and bringing people as quickly together as possible. Uh, it's very clear and you're your actions that you do that it's so important to me and so what do you I know you're going with fancy in May yes and so if you're ever listening to this podcast um the date right now is January 2020 so if you happen to be listening to this in October 2020 she is not going we will have already gone (laughs) Costa Rica in 2021 maybe maybe um so you know what is, what makes you excited about leading a retreat what are you going to be offering people yeah uh, i think why is retreat awesome because it's, so it's awesome. like summer it's like vacation camp it's not summer camp it's oh, vacation camp with yoga with yoga. like come on also you're going to be around some of the best people like yeah. um if you're listening to this more than likely you've been to a citizen yoga class at least one time and you know the vibe oh, it yeah. is just the most you just feel instantly like you're surrounded by your friends and family and there's nothing better than that, right? Now, take that feeling uh, to the beach in Costa Rica um, where it's just... Also, the energy in Costa Rica, if you've not ever been, is pretty powerful. It's a pretty, like, healing space. Uh, So that's kind of nice. The thing I'm most excited about to, like participate in leading this retreat is kind of like what Casey just said when you said I just like bringing people together yeah we've all felt um alone. on the outside mm-hmm. we've all felt alone um and I I love doing the other thing yeah where we all feel loved and included and uh and I think that that's when we talk about what people can feel in your class like because I asked that question to teachers who come on this podcast like, what can people expect? I think that that's what they can expect in your class I is to so. feel really included and very seen. And I, yeah, it, I, I think of retreats like Citizen on Steroids. Yeah, man. You know, it's just like this, oh my God, experience. And even for teachers, I, I remember Yellowstone, we were all hugging at the end. Ugh. And I felt like, I mean, the best way to describe it is like, we were at like this music festival and we were all like, it was the music festival was ending. And we were all hugging. And we were like, oh my God, we love each other so much. You are just in love with 40 other humans. Yeah. That's pretty great. So if you guys are interested, you can go to Costa Rica with Ladani. She also um, leads part of our 200 hour, especially our summer round. Um, and she teaches at all the studios. I, d- oh, I don't teach at Bloomfield. Oh, you don't teach at Bloomfield. Sorry. Yep. You teach in Royal Oak in Detroit. Yep. Um, and she's on the schedule a lot. Yeah, almost every day. And yeah, it's there's something very special about a person who wants to bring people together, who has gone through a lot in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe we didn't talk about a specific story, but I think that if you meet Lauren in person, she'll I'm happy to tell chat. you more and you know guide you through your own difficulties and your own darkness. 
and share her own. And I think that that's what has made you such a successful teacher. Um, and feedback particularly, there, there are very few people that can take feedback and implement it and maintain a positive sense of self. And I think that some of the conversation that we had today uh, is really important for all teachers listening, but all people. We all have to get feedback from our partners, uh, from our children, from our work. And so, you know, embracing the unknown of yourself. And, and then we'll be so much more comfortable. I think so. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for I having me. This was you. so much fun. It was great. <laughs>